Previously on the Galactica Quorum. There are so many shows, really too many. I'm, I'm hoping that there's some attrition and some shows. The shows aren't going to die out because it's two of us are going to die out because of all the other losers who don't enjoy them. <laughs> there's more shows for us to discuss, but we are out of time for this episode. So we will discuss some of the other geek shows that are on the schedule right now in an upcoming episode. Kids from Mexico. Yeah. I totally don't care. TiVo worthy, for sure. What the hell are you doing traveling through time? That is impossible. Hello and welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is episode 27. I'm Brian. With me today is... Dimitri. Michelle is still out in Vancouver. Jason is still out as well. So we're kicking it old school. We have a website called galacticacorum.com and an email that's gquorum at gmail.com. That's spelled G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. And we have a voicemail to leave us a message or a question or a comment. That's at 206-350-6756. Our name is Galactica Quorum. We are a podcast about Battlestar Galactica. It is the off-season. We're starved for Battlestar content, but some stuff comes in now and then. Unfortunately, this week we have nothing. (laughs) We've already talked about the webisode from last week. We haven't seen the one that's going to happen in this week yet. So this time we're going to pretty much talk about new sci-fi shows that are on the networks. We talked in our last episode about a whole bunch of shows that the networks are throwing at us, and we talked about Heroes and Bionic Woman. This time we'll talk about a couple other ones, but we will bring up Heroes first because that is sort of like our uh, second-tier show. Second-tier show. (laughs) So in the last episode, it was the return of Siler. What are your thoughts about him? I think it's kind of interesting that the top two guys... Well, the top two powerful guys, Siler and Peter, came away from the end of last season kind of not knowing who they are or what their powers are or, or how to control them. So that was interesting. Like you said, what do you do with these all-powerful people? So maybe that's one way of stemming their powers and whittling it down, saying, okay, well, they had everything, but now through injury and amnesia, they have only a little bit. It was neat to have him uh, kill her and... And you're right. He said, I figured out how you tick or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Right. Which was what you said last time about the fact that he doesn't eat the brain. He, you know, he was a watchmaker. And so he was able to dissect and figure out how those people's things work, except for he couldn't figure out how she worked. I was paying attention when he came back in the aftermath after he killed her. Like his hands were all bloody. There was no blood around his mouth right. or anything like that. I I mean, you'd that. Ex- like you'd expect it to be. Everyone's always assumed that he's eating or devouring these things, but I don't know if that's the case. They're leaving it vague enough where we don't know, but... Maybe he was eating them before. Maybe um, the, he takes them out in a very violent fashion, but then he gets cutlery and he puts it on a fork and puts it in his mouth very gently. <laughs> <laughs> Although in the jungle, he probably doesn't have that luxury, but there still is the issue of where the brains go, because I don't think people found the brains. Yeah, It always seems like that it's like an empty goblet of their skull. It's just there's nothing in there. One of our emails wondered if someone had taken Siler away who was really big and bad. Candace, before she got killed, said, well, we don't want to know what's going on. But I thought she was working for the company or whatever the Petrelli group is. I do recall her saying that. And I didn't think that it was a company. I just thought maybe it was a different group. 
I'm just thinking if it was the company, the paper plant where Claire's dad worked, when they had that cell in the back, they had Siler in there for a little bit and, and you know, the cop. It was a pretty like fancy, clean-looking, high-tech facility. And then this facility where Siler was looked like the back room of some sort of two-bit underground back box surgery center. Right. And it didn't look snazzy, and so it didn't have the glistening feel of what a, the company would have. So that's why I think it's, it might have been somebody else. Speaking of the company, when I was watching this episode, it occurred to me how I really wish horn rim glasses guy was a badass again because him as the little protective father i'm just like oh i remember like last season when he kind of scared you because you didn't know which side he was on right and now it's like he threatened his manager at the quickie copy or whatever but i mean i want to see him doing something bad i want to suresh is dealing with this guy who's got the gold touch power i guess he's like the representative for the company now Compared to last season when HRG was the representative for the company, it just doesn't compare at all. There's no menace from the gold guy at yeah. all. The Haitian came back last week. So the Haitian and what's Claire's dad's name? I only know him as uh, dad? HRG guy. You know. All right. Well, let's call him uh, the Haitian and dad. You know, the first season, that's where they were. They were together and they were doing that, the fear and, and you didn't know what side they were on and that sort of thing. So maybe that will start playing up again now that Haitian is back. I do hate the mini cliffhanger from last week was the Haitian shows up at the print shop and then this week, nothing. Yeah. I would have liked a minute of Haitian, you know, just something like he's got a job now at the print shop, you know, mm -hmm. or some you know, somehow tie him in, but just don't show up and then nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, one person who did finally show up was Nikki Jessica, and she shows up to see the alchemy gold guy, which again, he's no Linderman. He's no, you know, going to see him as like the mouthpiece for the company. Right. He just doesn't work for me as much. I didn't feel it with Nikki Jessica and her son, and why is her husband dead? She said she wanted to be cured of her power. Of course, we often wondered what her power really is. At the end of last season, didn't she somewhat come to some yeah. sort of reconciliation with the Jessica side of her, where they were kind of working in a together. working together mode? What's changed since then? Has there been any like relapses or again? I mean, the storylines that I like the best are the Peter storyline and the hero storyline. Those are the ones that I'm most excited about when the show starts up. And the Peter storyline, not that it's exciting or it hasn't gone anywhere that I didn't expect it to, but I still kind of like seeing it just because it's a little bit different. It's a little bit different. There's a new girl. She's, There's a new girl, know. and he's got a new haircut, and it works for him, and he's obviously worked out in the offseason. They have him without a shirt half the time. Yeah. And, you know, the, the Irish accent's always nice. Uh, yeah, that's... I, I thought it was fun. The kids from Mexico, or <laughs> now they're in Mexico, totally don't care. Yeah. I totally don't care. Like... Again, her eyes bleed black, and she kills more people, and then the brother takes it away, and I don't know. I hate to keep going back to last season comparisons, but by this time, last season, by episode three, they were really cranking into, like, third gear already. There were characters you liked. Like, at this point, they're still barely getting out of first to me. There's no really cool, like, there's no Eden character. There's no, just these minor characters who are interesting, and they're not going to be big heroes, but they're just these extra characters on the side that add something to it and right now it's sort of I, I kind of miss Jason because right now he would be tearing into those two brother and sister <laughs> he, would, he would just eloquently be ripping them apart and I kind of miss him for that 
Well, I know one thing he would be ripping into, and uh, I've taken it up as my personal cause as well, is the ongoing female character bashing. And this episode was not much different. They killed off another character. They killed off the Candace character, so she's dead. And then they had Claire, who, again, is I'm losing interest in incrementally every week. She gets carried off by her sleazy would-be boyfriend who obviously studies from the Anakin Skywalker School of Courtship and Stalking, but he carries her off Superman style, and Superman, she's the lowest... Superman style with a bent leg. She's the lowest to his Superman. And meanwhile, in the same episode in the previous hundred years, the guy who has the exact same power as her, a healing factor, what does he do? He goes and he does something. He goes and he kills the 90 samurai or ronin or whatever they were. He uses his power for something, and he actually looks like he's going to do something. Whereas, what has she done? But in defense of her, just real quick, I don't want to, but to Kenze, he did not go fight the 90 Ronin on his own. Hero zapped him there and said, you're going up there and you're going to get this thing done. So maybe she needs not necessarily an authoritative figure, but she needs maybe some leadership. Yeah, I and guess it, part of it is her dad is like, stay away from stuff, stay away from stuff, don't do anything, do anything. It just, to me, was another contrast of... Here they are. They got two characters. They're basically the only difference between them, besides time chronology, is one is male, one's female. He's a little older, whatever. But he is but actively doing something, and she again, is being whisked away. He's not actively doing anything. But on he his did own. though. He, he he went. He but it, it kicked took, ass. It took overnight. hero. It took hero numerous times to convince him to do stuff. It's not like she hasn't seen adventure before. But she's also okay. Let's say now she's seventeen. At 17, I wasn't really, like, going to go and save the world, you know? I, I would have been like, yeah, sure, I'll go to the beach and kiss you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't... Just theoretically, what is she supposed to do? What can a 17-year-old girl who can heal herself do to better society without drawing attention to herself, which will then bring the company out to potentially uh, snag her and imprison her and dissect her and kill her? What does she do? She could... We'll go back up to the first season again. She went to a train and she helped. She rescued a bunch of people. She... I mean, go back to Peter Parker. I mean, Peter Parker puts on a mask and he goes, why can't she put on a mask and, like, really be, like, the stereotypical hero? Wow, what's going on? There's this person who puts on a mask and, you know... That is just, actually... That is, that is kind of corny, but, yeah, that would I mean, work. That would be interesting. Yeah. It's like the one character who actually is the stereotypical tights and a cape type of hero. I, I wouldn't want her to wash the tights, maybe, but not <laughs> forget the cape. Why not? I mean, give her some something to do. A, a cape would cover up her backside, and that would right. negate the need of wearing tights. Right. Any other comments from that episode? How about the uh, the painting that shows that HRG is going to get squashed, get a bullet to the face? So the problem with the paintings is they've been shown to not always come true because uh, Nathan Petrelli never ascended to the presidency. For some reason, even though he won the, the election, he apparently resigned it or something because he yeah. he's not even in office for the House of Representatives. So <laughs> they never quite explained that. So not everything comes true. So what's to make it seem like that would happen? Although they're making it sound like this is another series of paintings that he's done. And like the first one came true because it was Sulu dead on the pavement. So maybe like this is another timeline of paintings that he did. But is it possible that these paintings were not done by Mendez, but done by Siler? That's possible. 
you know, maybe it's maybe it's just an alternate reality or something that Siler has come up, and I, I'm not sure. So let's talk about some of the other shows that are popping up. Again, we mentioned that last time. There's so many sci-fi geek shows out there. Of the crop that have come up, which one is your favorite? This is funny because we were talking about this last night. I was telling Jen, what are my top three shows for this? And not necessarily all sci-fi shows, but what are my top three shows in a week now that I'm you know, really looking forward to? Chuck. I really enjoy Chuck. Journeyman, I've kind of... I was very excited about Journeyman at the beginning, but last week, the San Francisco earthquake thing... I don't know, it just wasn't as exciting for me. Bionic Woman, I was very excited by, but there's some weirdness about it. A completely non-sci-fi show is Life, which I'm really enjoying. And, you know, on Fridays I enjoy, uh, they're not new, but I enjoy Doctor Who and Stargate Atlantis. Mm. Let's talk about Chuck, since I like that one a lot as well. That one's, it's a fun show. It's, I guess part of what I like about it is it acknowledges a lot of, geeky things without being condescending about geeky things. It's kind of interesting how they poke fun at things like Best Buy and the Geek Squad and they give it its own little little twisty yeah. name. And again, they drop in these little bits. These are gems that geeks would recognize like Zork and that one Batman reference at the, in the pilot where they used to talk about Vicky Vale. And it's just, it's, yeah, they're, it's they're, funny. Yeah, I've noticed a couple. I don't know what they are right now. Uh, but there were a couple of name droppings of things like yeah. that that I noticed as well. And it's not too intense. It's almost A-team-like where a lot of people seem to be shooting guns and no one ever seems to be hit. So Yeah. It's a comedic drama. It's not a yeah. drama drama. I guess it helps having a really hot super agent chick who <laughs> seems to be a I common think, denominator in a lot of these shows. There's, as we'll, I think as we'll all see. the characters are great. I mean, I, at first I... Yeah, I didn't think he was going to be there a lot. I don't know. I just thought it was a side character. But Mr. Wonderful, I love his character. Yeah. He's Mr. Perfect. I love it. He just comes in. He you know, says all the right things, knows how to tango. I mean, I really like the Adam Baldwin character, too, because he, the character he has is really a stereotype, sort of kick-ass, blah, blah. But he carries it off pretty well. Kind of like how Mark Shepard carries off a lot of these characters and makes them more believable because he's doing it. I This character that Adam Baldwin is doing is a good one. Yeah, I like Chuck's uh, little sidekick friend. I think he adds, you know, softens the edges. It's yeah. funny. Chuck's a good, a good one. That one's TiVo-worthy, for sure. Another one that started this season is Journeyman. To this point, I've only really seen the pilot. I have to admit, I haven't seen too many after that. The pilot, it started off with promise, although by the end I was kind of wondering what direction they take it through. I was happy that in the pilot they did introduce something that wasn't just him going back through time being the only guy that really knows what's going on. When the ex-girlfriend pops up, that immediately made it more interesting. And I liked how they had the wife at the end be in on it. Otherwise it would have right. been really tiresome. Where have you been? Where, Where have you been? been? What's going on? All of our marriages on a bar. So that was good. And I also liked how they handled the time shift. Again, subtle set choices that weren't blatant. Like you'd see a Windows screensaver with those little pipes yeah. that everyone had back then. And occasionally you'd see like people carrying a, a, a huge cell phone or like they'd be wearing typical 80s clothes. But it wasn't over the top. Right. right. It, was, it was definitely done. I liked how they did that. It was subtle, yeah. The one thing that kind of, I don't know. I mean, it is a character drama and it's science fiction. Just to catch you up, this week, the guy's watch gets broken, 
And so the girlfriend gives him a watch as a loner back in 89. And then he takes it and then he goes back to the future. He's in the bedroom with his wife and she's mad at him. And he's like, what? And he, she shows him the watch. So there's like this conflict, right? Because the wife of the now is jealous or angry that her husband, who's a time traveler, <laughs> is hanging out with his ex-girlfriend, right? I mean, this is only the third episode, so let's pretend it's been three weeks. I would be more baffled. I would be like, who cares if you're hanging out with your ex-girlfriend who <laughs> supposedly died? What is going on? What the hell are you doing traveling through time? That is impossible. Right. Like, you should still be concentrating on that. Yeah. And, and forget about the watch yeah. and the fact that your girlfriend, and then whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I guess the one thing at the end of the pilot that kind of was a little warning bell to me was his last line where he says, I'll always come home as if he's intuiting that somehow he's been chosen to be the guy who does these missions to help and save people. And I was like, does that mean it's going to be one of those shows where every episode he goes back and he's like kind of like the garden angel that's going to be saving people? I think so. And if that's the case, case, I'm like, I'm less interested. I like, like we were talking about shows and games, arcs, on an episodic show, an hour-long show, I kind of like having end games and long arcs because they're like, to me, it's like a, a visual novel. Like every episode, yeah, you can have like an individual story that happens, like, all right, he saves this or does that. Those can be like chapters or something, but I need something that goes all the way across. That's why I liked having the girlfriend that showed up as like this other time traveler. What's up with that? But it seemed like the focus was more than anything else was, we'll just have a show where, by and large, he goes back. He helps people, saves people, and then we'll sprinkle in a small percentage of what does it all mean. Maybe if the percentage was upped a little bit, I'd be more intrigued. But so far, it's like, uh, I don't know if it's quite TiVo-worthy. It might be BitTorrent-worthy. I mean, it's TiVo-worthy in the sense that you could watch it later. I think that the worthy should be watch it live or TiVo-worthy. Chuck is watch it live. Journeyman is TiVo-worthy, meaning... I'll record it and possibly watch it later. Whereas Chuck, I want to watch it right away. I don't want to miss it. See, I have so many levels of, three, of what I, I mean. Watched. There's really three levels. There's, there's T. Well, there, for me, there's so many levels. There's TiVo worthy breaks down to okay, it's TiVo worthy, but is it seasons pass worthy? And then but if do you have live worthy, worthy, do you have live? Like I need to watch it. It's on tonight at eight. Don't call me. You tell your wife. I don't if have, anybody calls. I'm watching Chuck. Yeah, not really because, well, somewhat yes, but somewhat no. I never watch any TV show live. I always, even if it's like appointment night TV, I will watch this tonight, like Battlestar. I don't start watching it till 20 minutes after, just so I can zip through the commercials. That's actually, I'm very new to the to the DVR, but I now I have that luxury of, of zipping through and I need to explore that. Because, yeah, there's time shifting, but then there's like, is it seasons pass worthy? Because then that starts clogging up how much space is available so I just want to grab a show here or there. Then it's like, well, that might be in an odd case. A third show that's on at that time, which one gets priority? Then it goes down to, oh, I can just get it off of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we mentioned last time, there's just too many shows right now. There are. Well, that's and, why I was saying that I could see myself dropping um, Journeyman. Mm-hmm. Let's see, another geek show that uh, recently came on was a comedy. That was Big Bang Theory. And talk about a geek show. It, the whole show is, the premise is two geeks live together. And once again, a common denominator amongst all these shows is there's a really hot babe who lives next door or frequents their apartment. It was okay. Like the pilot, we talked about the characters in Chuck, how they have nice 
co-stars who were not too over the top. This one seemed like it was a little over the top with geeks. Like the two main characters, they weren't so bad, but like their friends that came over, they were just really stereotypical. total stereotypical geeks. And that one was not TiVo worthy. What, what day is that? Oh, gosh. Um, see, I have a TiVo, so I don't even know what nights these things are on. I think it's Tuesdays. Uh, another show that started up. I haven't watched it yet. It's on my TV. I got two episodes, but I haven't seen it yet. Is Pushing Daisies. Oh, okay, there are two episodes. I watched it last night. I couldn't tell who was the first or second. And it's some strange shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give anything away uh, story-wise. I mean, there was a storyline, but it was a weird one. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that it won't stay on the air because it is so weird. The things that were popping into my head as I was watching it was the movie Little Shop of Horrors with uh, Moranis back in mm-hmm. whatever the 80s and Tim Burton. For me, it was it was pretty cool. Totally quirky, just unique, crazy characters. Wow. And the set design and the costumes and just the stuff that's in it was really unique, really nice, really cool. I thought I was watching a movie. Mm-hmm. That's how it felt. I'll, I'll watch it again. Yeah. But it was definitely a little strange. The good news about it is twofold. That number one, it was really well reviewed. Like people from oh, yeah? all kinds of media, all the major newspapers and everything, really loved it. They talked about just that, how it looked lush, it looks great, stories intriguing. And the other bit of good news is apparently it's one of the top new shows of the season in terms of ratings. At least the first well, time that was. Well, that's good. That's good to hear because I was I was a little. Concern. Well, not concerned, really, because I'm not married to the show, but I was a little nervous about that. Because originally I wasn't that intrigued by it. I was like, okay, the concept, I'm not totally blown over by it, so I wasn't really going to give it much of a shot. But then two things made me want to Tebow it, and one of them was the fact that it was getting such rave reviews. And the second thing is the person that's putting the show together is one of the former writers from Heroes oh. who start, came over to do this show. That gives a little bit of cred in that respect. So... Looking forward to that one. And let's see, another show, which actually is not on American television yet, anyway, is Torchwood. We got the Critics Preview DVD, and I've watched, I guess, two episodes of that. I got the Critics disc, and then I just torrented all 13 at home. (laughs) (laughs) We should mention it's a BBC show. It's a BBC show. From the guy that uh, was, was he the executive producer of the It's a spinoff of Doctor Who. Yeah. So I got 13 of them, and I've watched five so far. I kind of describe it as Ghostbusters meets Men in Black. Would that seem like it's... Like they're a group that's herding up aliens in the UK. Yeah. A secret agency. Yeah, that's a a good one. Ghostbusters, Men in Black. Yeah, I like that. And like Brian said, they're supposed to come to the US, the sci-fi channel, sometime in the future. But they're going to have to tweak it somehow because they drop the shit bomb a lot. (laughs) And um, it's a lot, it's European sexy, and I don't think European sexy is appropriate for U.S. television, and uh, it's a little gory, too. So I think they'll have to fix it a little bit. It was interesting seeing on a British show having an American be sort of like the leader of their group. I guess I should check IMDb about the actor, but often we see British actors who are on TV and they put on an American accent and right. like Jamie Bamber, for example. It makes me wonder, is he really an American? Or did, I'd like to know what the producer's rationale was for having an American guy be the head of a British group. And if that was their conscious choice, did they say, okay, you're, you're a British guy, talk with an American accent? He's the same guy from the Doctor Who 
shows. I mean, he's the same character, and he's got the same voice, and he dresses the same. In Doctor Who, he mentions that he's started up Torchwood, and it's different. So maybe in order to make it completely clean spin-off, they have to use the same guy with the same voice and same... I mean, I guess they didn't have to, but he's a compelling character and actor, so it might have just been easier. I wonder, too, if one of the reasons might have been they were thinking ahead to the globalization of their syndication, where they'd say, if we totally don't have any American guy in the show, maybe if we bring it to Sci-Fi Channel, maybe the American audience would be off-put by... Everyone talking with a British accent. I, you know, I, who knows? But they, yeah, yeah. There are some portions of uh, Torchwood where that people say stuff, and I don't know what they're saying. <laughs> I totally miss it. I'm like, uh, since they're recorded, I go back a little bit. You know, I listen to it over and over, and I still don't know what they said. Yeah. So maybe <laughs> they offset that with the English accent that we're completely comfortable yeah. with. I totally like seeing it in another locale, though. I like seeing it set in a completely different city, different culturally and just everything they do and you're probably well aware of this how the british shows are just so different and just the way it's put together it shots you just detect that it's done just a little yeah, differently that even the narrative is a little bit different i agree i agree that yeah it feels different it's like the different school of filming or something yeah let's see any other shows we got well on fridays i mean they're they've been around already a while but there's doctor who is similar to similar shot and feel not, not as dark and gritty but similar to torchwood because it's the same people and then there's always stargate atlantis which is uh, i'm pleased with the new season huge choices for sci-fi fans to check out and actually uh coming sometime later this tv season i don't know if it's this calendar year but maybe early next in 2008 is the sarah connor chronicles which will be on fox that one might have potential as well so, uh, we didn't mention Bionic Woman, but... Oh, yeah. Bionic, Bionic Woman, yeah. We, I feel like we've talked about, <laughs> we've talked about that one quite a, enough, and uh, we'll take a week off yeah. before we get back into that one the next time. Okay. I guess that wraps up this episode. So thanks for joining us. Our website is galacticacorum.com, and email is gquorum at gmail.com. Our voicemail, 206-350-6756. Drop us a line or a question. Either on our voicemail or send us an email attachment to our Gmail account. And visit our website because we've got uh, forums there. And put a pin in our Frapper map. And um, just let us know how things are going. So until next time, bye-bye. So say we all. Me, 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 me. Me, me, me. You, you, me, you.